Hi, everyone, and welcome once again to the 6 in the Morning News on 6 Survivor Recap. It's our Survivor Pod. It's a weekly podcast for fans who love Survivor, and we do. Woo! I'm yes. Leanne Taylor. I'm Dave Davis. I love last night's episode. We're here along with Alan Crone, and Dave, you have said all morning, this is my favorite episode ever. Yeah, coming out of the gate, I think this is why Survivor fans love Survivor. This had all the hallmarks of a great episode. You've got emotional connection with Edge of Extinction. You've got an amazing close challenge that was edited to perfection that just kept you in it the whole time. And you have backstabbing and you have the kind of palace intrigue, the behind the scenes politics, backstabbing stuff. Uh, This is why people love Survivor. It's just kind of Well, let's start with Edge of Extinction, because I thought it was a great way to open the show. Highly emotional. You've got one of the all-time greats with Ethan's on, you know, battled cancer and came back, uh, former soccer player. I mean, he... He just epitomizes that athlete, that superstar. And to see this challenge where they were going to have to carry these logs up and down. We've already watched them maneuver this mountain on the island. It's exhausting. And then you throw this challenge together where all of them have to carry these logs, 20 of them, up and down the mountain before sundown. And one they look, by one. They look so exhausted. And, of course, Natalie, a CrossFit trainer, a beast. But when Ethan went down, you could start to see, and, and I don't know about you guys, I've had that feeling before. Overexertion, you know, the Grand Canyon, I didn't think I was ever going to get out. You know, you have that moment, and you could tell by his eyes, his face, and when medical comes in. But then as it unfolds and to watch Amber and Natalie and Danny all kind of come and rally around him, it was really touching. So Beautiful Ethan kind of thought that the, at the very beginning, the way that they set this up was it's going to be hard to do, but Ethan's going to get it done because he talks about how he's been um, persevering through cancer and all the journey that he's been through. And then you start to kind of go, well, wait a minute here. I mean, he's really struggling. Then everybody's struggling. Everybody's starting to cry. Everybody's starting to break down. And you have this thought in your back of your mind, they may not be able to do this at all. And then as Ethan gets you know, basically just falling down. I can't, can't do it any longer. You, you forget totally about why they're doing it. Right. And, and I'll be honest That's with you. That's true. At the very end yes. of this, I totally forgot that now they all have fire, fire tokens. Token. Yeah. Right. And this is now Natalie's fourth. That is one, two, three, four fire tokens for Natalie. I don't know what they're going to be used for exactly. Because Amanda, my wife, we watched it together. She's crying during this whole thing. And I'm I'm on the edge of tears. And we were also talking like, so what do they, can they pay their way back onto the island? Don't we don't know yeah, if we'll they can out. use fire tokens to get back in the game. But Natalie is a billionaire in survivor terms. She She's even is. said that. So let's move on to the challenge. Uh, and it was, it was also one of those exciting times. But before we actually get nailed down the challenge... Who's sitting on the bench? Are you kidding me? Oh. Sandra, now, once again. And I've had several people, including my friend Rhonda Baker. She asked the question, now, wait a minute. How can she sit out back-to-back challenges? Here's the deal. This challenge is a combo challenge. It's for reward and for immunity. Mm. Early on, we've had two challenges when the teams get together. It's always been, this is just for reward. This is just for immunity. They've combined them now. The, the idea is, the belief is, the rule is, once you go to tribal, it resets and you don't have to sit out anymore. So I'm thinking to myself, have they created this combo challenge to allow people like Sandra and maybe even Rob 
scoot through, skate through these challenges? Well, I just if I'm a producer, I am. Sure. I, I want them in. I want them in as long as possible. Right. So you know, I'm, I'm doing the combo challenge if I can. I'm just, I'm on yeah. the opposite end. I'm thinking that it's totally unfair that Sandra <laughs> can just say, "Oh, I can't do this. I'm sitting out." Well, I just don't think that's fair, but. I get your view, Alan, though. I really do on the, from a producer perspective. Yeah, you, you want her in there. But at the same time, that adds more intrigue because you know people are going, they're watching, and they're noticing that Sandra is not participating again. Example, poverty. Yeah, she just called her straight out. The uh, Sandra and- sit-out bench, is that what she, is that the phrase That's that she exactly coined? That's the, exactly the phrase. Yeah, she, she basically fired a little shot across the bow. You know, so and in front of everybody, right. that's the whole thing. Everybody knows. Sandra that, pretending so. like she didn't care. Yeah, mm-hmm. she will never forget that. No, no, she will not forgive or forget. A- absolutely. So then we get to the challenge, and oh my goodness. you know, you're thinking about the the boat. You know, and I always try to plan. Like I don't know how long it takes from when they tell them about the st- challenge to when they actually do the challenge. But I'm trying to contemplate: who do I want in the boat? Who do I want swimming? And you, you, did they not see that they really probably wanted to at least get one person that was maybe a little bit taller, maybe a little bit, you know, avail- maybe more flexible. But anyway, I couldn't believe you know had Denise. Uh, you had uh, Adam and you had Parvati on that one team. And, you know, they time after time after time, they just couldn't get it. The shortest people on the tribe, right, I would say. Right. Meanwhile, the other team, they just sailed right through it. They've got a pretty big advantage. What did you think about Adam? You know, they I I thought that was interesting that he they kept sending him. Why didn't Denise go back? Why didn't Parvati go back? Right. Denise and, was and, close. And that was exhausting. I even looked over at my husband and I said, I'm worn out just watching Adam get out of the water that first time he hit kind of hard and I thought he might have hurt himself. Well, I thought Jeff may have thought the way that he verbalized this, that they had obviously made a mistake by putting Adam at the end of the challenge and that he actually said, you know, one of the things that you need to do when you're preparing for these things is to figure out the order of who needs to go weakest, strongest or whatever. So, you know, maybe they thought that he would be able to, to, to be the, uh, you know, the person that could get him, get him over the hump. But it's, to me, it's really interesting because if, if you go back to the end of last uh, episode, so Adam's in all sorts of trouble. Right. Okay. We start this episode with Adam basically. Eating crow. <laughs> he is trying to do everything he can to redeem himself. In fact, he said he was going on the apology tour. Yeah. You remember? So he's trying to do everything he can. So. By going last, now I don't know if he said, I want to go last. We don't know that. But if he did, then I give him credit because he's stepping up, trying to be the one that pushes them over the top and gets them into the, yeah, the next you get, thing. You here. get back in the good graces of your right. teammates by, by being the hero. In the opposite end, Nick Wilson, you get in the bad graces of your teammate when you totally blow it and Adam's trying not to blow it. He doesn't want to be what Nick would eventually become in this episode. So just as the, um, the the challenge on the island was really all about perseverance, this challenge was basically all about perseverance as well. Exactly. And it was about Adam persevering, going over and over and over again and finally getting it. Jeff said at one point, this is the biggest disaster in Survivor history. All right? And I thought, Adam, you've got to get it right now. And he misses again. It's he the misses blue again. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gets back up. He does it again. And you just, I kind of had a feeling. I thought, you know what's going to happen? 
He's going to get it. They're going to get on that platform, and it's going to be really close. I didn't think they were going to pull it off and win, but I thought it's going to be pretty close. Here's what I thought was going to happen. Okay. I thought we are going to have Rob doing another puzzle, <laughs> and Rob, once again, is going to fail at the puzzle. Oh. And he's like a closer out in, uh, you know, Alan, you're into baseball, obviously, and sometimes when you keep calling the closer's number and they fail and fail, they eventually click in and they get back on track. And I think Rob, the third time in a row doing the puzzle, he's the closer. Give me the ball again. I've got this. I'm going to close it out. And it was a master class in puzzle solving. Yeah, I believe it was. We had Nick and Sarah. Uh, on the Red Tribe, and they were trying to put that puzzle together. I thought it was going together well. It looked like it was the right place. And then all of a sudden, when when the blue team shows up, and there's Rob, and he's throwing piece, throwing piece, throwing piece. I'm like, it was, and of course, I know editing and the magic of that and all everything, but I was really, really wowed by it. And I, at that point, then I began cheering for them. I mean, you know, you just, you yes. like the underdog and the fact that it took him so long to get there. I was really impressed. And of course, Nick is such a sweet boy on the red team. And, and I, I felt bad for him, but didn't Jeff say this was the puzzle? This is exactly what one Nick in his tribe in his season. David yeah, versus Goliath. That's right, what he yeah. said. And, you know, prior to last night, really, Nick had been under the from a from a, a game standpoint, from a, a episode, from an episode standpoint, Nick had been pretty quiet. Yeah, we hadn't seen or no. heard him very no, much at, at all. all. Not and at so all. now, now he became to the forefront. And right. so, anyway, the Red Tribe goes; at, they're they're heading to Tribal Council. And Shocked, the, stunned. Well, let me ask you something first. <laughs> do you think, with the win, the way that Adam did this, do you think now he is uh, free? Of his past sins, I don't. I don't think you ever are in this game. No, There's, because I don't think he has the trust. I don't think he can get that trust back after talking to both sides and playing the informant. I don't know how you build that rebuild. Well, that trust. and remember, Rob was going around lying. I've had, and we'll talk a little bit about some of the survivor comments on Facebook um, from this morning's Facebook page. But several people were mad that Rob went around and kind of spread rumors that you know, well, uh, here's here's Adam flip flopping. And Adam wasn't flip-flopping at that point. He was really trying well, to say, playing. you know, and, and that's exactly, Rob knows exactly how to play this game. That's why he's been on it so many times. That's why they call him the, you know, the Rob father. But I, I do think that Adam has a, has more trust issues with his his t- tribe mates. And they're they're all savvy players. Every single one of them reads between the lines. They, they read verbal cues, nonverbal cues, they they re, it's a, it's what's so exciting now. And if yes. you've never watched Survivor, this would be in my opinion the episode to start watching because you get to see all the different angles play out there on the on the screen. It's so, the Survivor blueprint. Yeah, so Daco goes back to the beach now. Okay, they've been defeated. Um and they start talking Tyson actually starts talking. Yeah, cuz he's you know, he's going to start kind of putting that out there. Well, this is going to be an easy vote. Confident so, as you please. Right. And we haven't heard anything at all about Nick, right? Right. So who who does Tyson say, "Hey, let's get out Nick." It was quite I mean, it was it was his fault. We should we should, you know, make sense. It makes sense. I mean, Adam and Nick have a lot of parallels in this episode. They parallel them very, I think deliberately. These are the two guys who are weak links. Do you vote out the weak links or do you vote out the stronger players, Tyson on red and Rob on blue, or do you go for the weak links, Adam and Nick? And I, I do want to return to that later about strategy. Weak links versus big targets. Sure. Yeah. Well, it was interesting to see how 
the the at the one moment where I really felt that the vote might switch because Tyson has all the Nick people going and and the other tribes like no this is a time to get Tyson out you know let's let's do it now and I'm thinking yep they're going to get out Tyson but then Tony and Sandra have that conversation where tar- where Tony refers to Tyson as his shield and Dave, you and I were talking about this during one of the breaks this morning, that, that that did make sense. You know, it's like as long as Tyson's in there, he'll protect. We can stand behind Sandra and Tony can stand behind Tyson and feel like we're protected. Tyson's a much bigger target than we are. Do you feel like the shield strategy is a good idea or should you vote out the weak link? Someone who they said Nick wasn't contributing. That was one of the things that Tyson brought up. Or do you go for the big target and, and take out a shield? Is that a good idea? I think you you change that strategy every single time. I think you just have to take the temperature of the group, the room, basically, mm. the tribe and and discover, you know, at this particular point, who's vulnerable, right. who's, and- who's tired, who's upset, who's playing with emotion. Obviously, it's not Sandra because she said she never makes decisions with her emotions. Yeah, right. That's exactly yeah. what she does yeah, exactly. time and time again. So they're, they're trying to make this, this decision going on. And Tyson, you know, it's kind of looks like that he's pulling all the punches. But then I was thinking as I'm watching this, I go back to the very, very beginning of this thing before actually the challenge started to take place. And Sandra says at one point that Tyson is in deep doo-doo, was her exact words, right? And he was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so as they're on the beach and as they're talking, Wendell also starts to come into play. They put Wendell on, on, on screen and on television. And it sure looks like to me at this point that it's Wendell, it's Sandra, they're working a deal. Tyson thinks he's running the group, but he's actually not. And that, to me, at that point, I thought, okay, they're setting this up like it's going to be Nick. They're setting this up like it still could be Adam, but they're really setting it up like it's going to be Nick. And I'm thinking, Tyson, you need to watch out because you're really confident at this point. We just heard Sandra a break before talk about how you're in deep problems. And you got Wendell, who's very, very smart, saying, no, 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 Tyson, you're the one that's in trouble yeah. here. I thought it was interesting, though. Did you notice that Nick voted for Kim? I, I, I wasn't really sure what that was all about. I Did you have well, an idea on Sandra's that? reaction to that vote, remember, she raised her eyebrows like, Kim? Yeah. Like, who, who voted for Kim was what I had the read on Sandra's mm. face on that. She thought that was odd as well. But to- totally agree. Weird as vote. It, yeah. As it turns out, though, Tyson gets, you know, voted out. As soon as he stands up, he, he looks over at, at and says, you know, makes the, makes the reference of, yeah, I knew that was probably too easy. You know, he's like hindsight being twenty twenty, probably should have paid a little closer attention to what I was doing. You know, and what I thought was really interesting too is that you know you talk about players that are playing in the moment, players that are playing just in that tribe, or I mean, just in that tribal, or players that are looking at moves down the road. Mm. So Wendell made a statement that to me made it look like he is he's playing several moves down the road. He said about Tyson that Tyson needed to go. Because Tyson had too many connections right, on, on the, the other side. Yeah, that's had exactly too right. Too many connections on the other side. That's a very good point. And so that if he gets over there and they get together, they could be unstoppable for a couple of you know times. But before they turn on, they're sharks. They're going to eat one another. Eventually. Yeah. Right.
Yeah. Think ahead to the merge. So one of the other things they talked about in Tribal, which I love, because this is what I would think about. I'm sitting up there at Tribal and I'm playing with people that I've watched on TV. I, you know, I made the reference. I think Michelle had actually started when Rob first was on. Michelle was nine. When the second time he was on, she was 19. Yeah. And now here they are playing together. And I love to hear people say, you know, well, I I have I was a super fan of so and so. You know, I loved Tyson was my hero or Parvati. I love the way she played the game. And you have to think that it is a bit of a challenge to think, I'm playing against somebody. How am I going to strategize against these people that maybe I've admired watching on television? Well, you're a little starstruck, especially for the the big players. Now, they're all big, right? Because they've all won a million dollars. They've all won the games. But they come in varying degrees of bigness. Right. They're all different. They're all different. What, to me, was really interesting and that that told volumes about how the pecking order works is when Tyson said, I didn't even know that girl's name. name. Wow. Sophie. Talking about Sophie. Right. And you had trouble remembering Sophie's season, Leanne. You were thinking, Sophie Grace Carter. I had to look her up. What happened in her season? And another person who may have flown under the radar but now is really looking strong, I think, Alan, one of your final three, Michelle. And Michelle was open about, hey, I had a lot of controversy with my season. And I people really came after me when I won. Right. And you know who backed her up when she was talking about that? It was Rob. Yeah. Mm. Rob is saying, you know what? If if you won... You're a winner. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. just as big and as bad and as good as a player as I am, as Sandra is, and, and, and all of that. Well, and, and at the end there, it did indicate when Tyson's voted out, he walks off, he now gives his fire token to someone, which he jokingly said, "I can I swallow it? Um, right. But he said, I'll give it to Nick, you know, um, and, and it was kind of a, the way he made the comment was the fact that Nick had said, you know, Tyson was one of my heroes. So he threw the token to Nick as that. So, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what... I'm wondering if that you really probably need to spend a little bit more time on who you're giving these tokens to, because over time it could come back to bite you. I really, Great point. I, I thought for sure he would go for Parvati. Mm-hmm. I just, I thought he would go for one of the senior players that kind of his, and even you know, I don't know how it's going to play out down the road, but it'll be interesting. Like the poker squad or whatever, you know. Right, yeah. right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm exactly. seeing a lot of nonchalantness with the fire tokens. You're absolutely right. Let me let me tell you one other thing that I thought was really interesting, and I'm sure hoping Nick sticks around for a while and Parvati sticks around for a while because Nick said... Yes, that he has a cr- had a crush. That, that was his high school crush. Oh, right, oh, right. Oh, my God. Yeah, yes, and, then, and now, he, of course, even said, he even said she's married Of now. course, right, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, kids. obviously, right. But but it, the, the dynamic of that would be pretty interesting. Sure, to, sure. Okay, because now, if Parvati finds that out... Yeah, she'll... Oh, you she'll know exactly what she'll do. Take advantage of that, Mr. Yes. Nick. She is a queen at that. So, um, we get the little preview again for next week. And you know me, I stick to the very last second because I... I want to know what's happening. Yes. Michelle makes a comment about, you know, they show that they're dropping their buffs. Next week will be, is it a merge or is it a switch? I think it's a switch. I think it is too. I don't think we're there yet, no, but I they switch up teams mm-hmm. and Michelle makes the comment, I'm going to be on the tribe with my boyfriend. What did you find out? Okay, so Alan, have you have you read about this? No, I, I haven't. Okay, done so research. I read Hollywood right. Life. Credit to Hollywood Life this morning. They said fans have been researching overnight and they figured it out who Michelle's ex is. Spoiler alert: If you don't want to know, that's what we're talking about right now. So think about the Red Tribe because she's on blue, so it has to be somebody on red. Right. Yule married. Tony married, according mm-hmm. to Hollywood Life. Nick in a long term relationship. Who does that leave? 
Who is going to be her ex? It's Wendell. Is it? According to Hollywood Life, fans have said, we already know the relationships of the three dudes on Red, on Dockle. Right. It only leaves Wendell. Okay. So there you go, That's, folks. Okay, my power. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We have we'll another see. power couple. Wendell and Michelle. Wow. You together. know what? I've got them both in my top three there, well, right? isn't that interesting? How I wonder that? how did you know that? I had no idea. So... Wendell, Michelle, and Sarah. And some of the evidence that they had used was that during his season, Michelle had already won. During Wendell's season, Michelle was very supportive of Wendell on social media, oh, very up okay. in his corner on social media. So uh, earlier today, and full disclosure, here we are, we're posting this Wednesday, you know, mid-morning. It'll be on uh, the downloads Thursday, here yeah. pre- pretty quickly here. You said earlier this morning you're going to ask folks to submit questions, yes. comments on Facebook. Yeah, I posted last night while I was watching Survivor. I, I took a snapshot, posted on, on there, said if you have thoughts, questions or comments really quick alicia fletcher says me and my hubby watch he's a cross-country truck driver so we are almost always in the truck but we have cbs all access and watch survivor once we stop for the night oh, isn't that great. awesome so they are big fans of boston rob so alicia will hope to hear from you in future episodes um jackie Keck Fowler says, I think Sandra better watch out. She sits out of the challenges all the time. She did not like the fact that Rob lied. Uh, she said, I, you know, it's $2 million, I understand, but still. And then she has much respect for Ethan, which I think most, most of us do. My friend Rhonda Weaverbaker, uh, she's very proud of Ethan. I think we all agree with that. Trina, disappointed. And Sandra, um, checking out here. And then several people asked about how can you sit out. So we've got Survivor fans that know the rules, that know that you can't sit out two back-to-back challenges. But since they've got them combined now, it makes a difference. Betty says, wow, Adam is trying too hard. I think that's funny. And then <laughs> the Roxy, editing didn't help him either. No, Roxy says really Adam's didn't. still a weasel even after the challenge. Oh so, my goodness. Yeah. yeah, well that's probably what the people on the trap were thinking as well. So Dave, you made a mention that you really, really liked this. You know what? I thought the episode was spectacular until Tribal Council. To me, the Tribal Council was just a little bit of a letdown. I don't really? know. I'm used to in the last couple of years, especially to get into this part of the game. I mean, we're still kind of early, but not really. We're now in the middle part of it here, episode, or at least, what, the fourth Tribal Council, fifth, I don't know. Yeah. But it's like, you guys got to blow this up. You got, you, surely you watched in the last two, three, four episodes. You just can't sit there and take it. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know? I think, though, we're still in the mode of Sandra's idea, as long as it's not me. Yeah. And I think when you've got this mob mentality and they are throwing out a name because I, I, I thought about that. I thought, do I, am, am, would I make a move yet? No. Mm-hmm. I still think we're early enough in the game that I'm going to stay. I'm going to just go the course and see what happens. I think next week is going to be amazing because if they are switching tribes mm-hmm. and it's random, you all of a sudden have a different dynamic that shows up, and then we see where we go from there. You, you had a good question, a good point, if it's random, because at the very beginning of this whole process, they didn't draw buffs. They were handed buffs. They right. were separated on purpose. Chosen by design. So I wonder if this will be the case again. I, I don't know. Did it look like that? I, I thought rem- they were drawn. I, I thought they were I, drawn I, as well, too. Of course, too. you know me. I like a literally, blind draw. I paused yeah. it and went frame for frame because I'm like is there anything else I'm missing right, in there yeah. yeah I always love that and and I think it's a it is an exciting episode to see how edge of extinction is going to play in it my my vote on that is still Natalie I think mm. between the coins that she's gathered her physical strength her mental capabilities she is a powerhouse to contend with 
if she can get back in the game. Yeah, we just don't know all the rules and regulations and how they're going to be able to play the coins. That's going to be that's what's going to be so yeah. fun. Honest to goodness, guys, and I mentioned this last time. I am so looking forward. I've not been this giddy about Survivor in years. I mean, I'm already thinking Survivor fun. watch party. I'm thinking how can we get our fans and and viewers involved. I think it's big, and I'm I'm so thrilled that we've started the podcast. I love the fact, Dave. I know you have kind of been mm-hmm. out of Survivor mode for a while. That you and your wife are watching, and I know Alan. Wednesday nights are hard for us all to watch, and then yes. turn around and go to work. Ooh. But I, I I appreciate this, and it gives me a chance to really when I'm watching in the show, I'm thinking, how can I talk to the guys about what's going on? It's so much fun. I mean, this is a ball, a blast to watch. And I'm thinking, what have I been missing this whole time? Honestly, as I'm watching it, uh, one more thing I wanted to touch on, Edge of Extinction. Leanne, you mentioned Natalie's coming off. I think Tyson is going to bring a level of cunning and a level of backstabbing to Edge of Extinction that they have not had because it's pretty much kumbaya on Edge of Extinction. I mean, Amber and Natalie have gone behind each other's back to figure out a a lock code on a puzzle. I think Tyson is really going to shake things up in a major way in Edge of Extinction and pull ahead, in in my mind, in the lead of who's going to come off Edge of Extinction. He's going to throw a big wrench in things. You know, I get that. I see it. I don't necessarily totally disagree with that. But when we first started this, the thing that really surprised me about Tyson out of everything when they were reestablishing all of these people, basically reestablishing the characters, Hmm. Tyson started talking about his life. Right. And about how his life has changed and about Hmm. how he loves to stay home and take care of his daughters. And he kind of got... And he's blessed to be able to do that because of what Survivor's done for him. And he kind of got emotional. You're right. totally not the Tyson that we had years ago. So He may have have matured. He may have developed a different conscience. Well, he gave gave the token to Nick. Yeah. Right? I mean, you're going, what in the world? I love it. I love it, guys. And I hope our viewers and listeners continue to go to our Facebook page, our social media platforms, listen. And if you have just now caught this one, make sure you listen to the other ones as well. And and maybe in the future, I'll try to set up maybe a little video and we'll be able to incorporate some of that. Yeah, we're going to try to really ramp up the production on this. We're just starting off on the ground level of this podcast. We thank you so much for getting on board. Uh, Like us, share us. Rate us on the podcast apps. Give us those reviews. We really appreciate that. All right. Thanks for listening. Are you going to sing us out? Are you going to no, try to miss? No, no you're gonna not going to do I'm it? I'm going to let you do your music, and <laughs> we'll right. see how it goes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>